There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 10 of season 1 of Night Flyers. I say that because if you've seen this and they leave it this way, that is some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but all the commercials for it showed season finale, not series finale. Right. Season finale. So maybe they're, they definitely left it open for another season, that's for sure. Yeah, because they left us with a whole hell of a lot of questions. Yeah, they sure did. Oh my gosh. All right, hit me with some ratings news. All right, episode 10 brought in a 0.09 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.420 million viewers, making it the 112th rated cable show for the day. Those were up from the previous episode, so that was good. Almost half a million viewers watching it, so... Apparently, the ones that binged it wanted to see the finale again, so maybe they could make some sense out of it. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Episode 10, all that we have found. New orders leave the night flyer and its passengers hanging in the balance. And everybody who's watching the show. Yes. So we open with the final goodbye as Dr. Matheson's body is being sent out of space into space by Carl as he says goodbye to her one final time. Okay. When that happened, did you notice the wrappings were coming undone? Yes, I did. And I'm like, is that significant? I, like every little thing, I'm trying yes. to figure out what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I had that same thought is, hmm, Carl, you didn't get that wrap too tight now, did you? Well, he's still covered with blood from laying down next to her in her blood. Right. And if she can astral project... Why didn't she? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I guess the body can't die, because then she has nothing to go back into. But you would have thought that maybe she would have at least tried to astral project to see if what happens. But I guess she thought it was still too much for everybody's safety, her being on the ship. There was just craziness. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, we go check in on Rowan, and he's locked away. He's by himself in his room, just staring off at the Vulcran that he can see. All those little tentacles, glowy yeah, tentacles. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, that, like, triggers something, because he was washing, like, the blood and a bee. Right, out of his off beard. Of him. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, lights, and just staring. It's like, I don't know if this is good or bad. Right, yeah, I... I have no clue either. It could either uh, make it worse or maybe make it better. Apparently, whenever he's thought about communicating with the Volcron, he seems to have his head on straight, at least. Now, speaking of crazy, not Lomi and Augie meet below deck, and she wants him to take the ship back home. And he wants 
to be with her. Well, of course he does. And good old Murphy, who's somehow still alive, catches them talking closely. Right. He's like, dude, not my business. Yeah. But he knows something now, Mm -hmm. which might come in play later on. Now, of course, Mel visits the captain and this broken pile of, I guess, organics and technology that's piled on the bed in his quarters. And that was weird because we kept seeing a weird... Like, sight of a bunch of medical personnel rushing somebody. Right. So, who were they rushing? Was it supposed to be the captain? Was it supposed to be Agatha? And if it was the captain, what the hell? They just rushed him to throw him on his own bed? Right. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to show that there's people being injured. And they're trying to... Oh, like all over the ship? Right, all over the ship. okay. Because, yeah, when the Terradome blew up, it was banging the ship pretty badly. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And then out of nowhere, a projection of Cynthia appears to Mel. And, of course, she darts out of there and runs to tell Brandon all about it. Yeah, but I don't know if you really heard it. It it sounded like not me. Right. Like she kept trying to say something. Like it was Lomi trying to project and say it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's what I heard, too, was her saying, no. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. What? Yeah. Lomi is alive still. Great. Maybe. (laughs) And of course, just as she's telling him that Lomi didn't quite lock out young Cynthia in the ship's computer system, not Lomi appears and tells them everything's fine. They don't need to worry about Cynthia and she wants to go back home. Well, that's a big red flag. Yeah, because Lomi seemed really like she didn't care where they were. As long as she wasn't on Uh, Earth. Right. Wasn't at home. Absolutely. That's where her bad nightmares occurred. Right. So So I'm like, "Mm, hmm. So DeBrannon DeBrannon encourages her to go into the memory sphere that he adapted with Volcron Organics. Yeah. Yeah, Go look for yourself. That'll go over great. Yeah. So, of course, in the memory sphere, not Lomi, has the vision of Augie disappearing obeying her orders that was kind of weird because he just started beating her like a pinata yeah and that just flips her out and she starts tearing out all the organic volcron material in the memory sphere oh my god when she turned around and see or like around the back of it and seen that she was pissed yeah (laughs) she's ripping stuff out of there so fast it would make your head spin so we see debrannon Walking down a hall, and sure enough, passes Rowan's quarters and decides to talk to him. Why? Um, yeah. Why? Actually, I think he says something specifically to Mel about it, too. Oh, he's the only one who knew how to help fail communicate right. specifically. Yeah, he's also the crazy guy who killed the captain and a random crew member, probably more than just the one that we've seen. Right. And, and made Agatha take her life. Right. But, but Brandon no, doesn't know that yet. Now, he probably knows about the captain, but he does, doesn't know that Rowan was there when Agatha did take her life. Otherwise, he would have just kept walking. But well, at the same know. time, Rowan is back to being Rowan out of nowhere. He was crazy Rowan. Now he's regular Rowan. You know, what the hell? Well, then he kind of breaks down and tells to Brandon what happened. Right. Um, he tells him this, and he's like, no, it was the loop between Thale and Agatha. 
And because the Volcker and Chip was so close, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm shocked he isn't trying to find a way to space you. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. But he's desperate, so anything he can use to accomplish his goal, he's going to take a chance with it. It might end up costing everybody on the ship their life, but that's how obsessed Brandon is. Yeah, it's like super crazy. Right. So we cut back to the captain's quarters. Mel is back in there trying to get Eris to talk to him. He actually gets out door, and sure enough, there's a door next to his bed. Mel can't get in it, as it's a retinal scanner. So what does she do? She cuts one of Eris's eyes out. Oh, the sound. Yes. And she's like pulling that. It was gross. Yes, it was. Yeah. And of course, she puts it in front of the scanner and it works. And sure enough, there's a super secret chamber behind his bedroom. Yeah, there is. All these walls and walls of computers and... Weirdness. Yeah. We'll get to see that even here very shortly. So, of course, Brandon brings Rowan to Thale, and Thale is not real happy to see him, because I'm pretty sure he knows exactly what happened to Agatha. Well, yeah, because Thale, mm, he kind of put a little bit of a hurt on him. Yeah, but after some coaxing, he finally agrees. Now, he tells Brandon that Cynthia has overtaken Lomi and wants to escape in a pod. I'm sure that'll work out great. Yeah. And then if DeBrannon wants to reach the Volcron ship, he needs that pod to get to it. Ain't got a spacesuit to just go hang out like... Let's go pop over there, yeah. Right. Like on uh, <laughs> The Expanse. We're not not there. And I don't know, like, Thale seems to be so much more calm and cool and, like, willing to help everybody now. Right. Yeah, He doesn't have that massive feedback loop that he was getting from Agatha, so... That's got him almost back to normal, guess. I mean, he did help Lomi, and yeah, he's trying to really help her again because he has discovered that, no, it's Cynthia, and this is what she's planning on doing. I mean, he may actually, him and Mel may be the heroes of this thing before it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Murphy, who finds Augie below deck, sabotaging the ship and confronting. Well, you... Probably should have had backup because a fight ensues and Augie is able to kill Murphy. Damn, made it all 10 episodes before he died. Didn't <laughs> yeah, think he, he was even, make it out of the first He one. was on fire and he made it yeah. until, <laughs> until. Yeah. Crazy Augie. Who knows? Love makes you do strange things, I guess. Obsession. Yeah. Back in the secret room, Mel finds some kind of version of Eris and stasis in a large liquid-filled tube. And you go, yeah, what? what the hell? I thought that was an alien. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, is that a Volcra? Right. Because it would have made looked, much better sense if it right, was. Right, it looked so weird. Yeah, and when we find out that it's Eris, like his original state, that apparently he was an experiment. Yeah, and. Cynthia and the crazy lady from Eagle 16. Right? I'm like, what the hell? Oh, and by the way, he's your brother. Yeah, what was that (laughs) shit? Because when, yeah, 
Natlomi comes in and she's like, oh, I knew you'd find him eventually, blah, blah, blah. Oh, did you ever question about your parents? And Mel's all like, they donated genetic material. She's like, hmm, yeah, it was me. What do you mean? You're both my mother and father? What is going on? Right. <laughs> and oh, yeah, he can never love you because he wasn't designed that way. And yeah, of course, you'd be drawn together, which is weird because this is in two other things that I'm either watching or reading right now. Right. Because you're brother and sister. It's like, the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> Channel Zero. What kind of super screwed in the head thing is this? Yeah. This, this just proves that Cynthia was ever bit as crazy as the lady on Eagle 16. They may have been brilliant scientists at one time, but that pa- that's lady passed on- long ago. The lady on Eagle 16 at least went crazy because of the time she was in deep space. Right. I think Cynthia was always this way. It's beginning to seem that way. It really is. So, of course, not Lomi leaves to head down to get into that pod. Well, when she gets there, DeBrannon's already prepping it to take him to the Volcron ship. They fight, and Cynthia probably should have picked a better body than Lomi's because the Brandon is able to <laughs> handle her fairly easily. He gets into the pod and escapes. Yeah, she was pissed. And I love that he's like, guess you better fix the ship. <laughs> or you ain't getting home either. Right? And she's just like, you're going to kill your friends. He's like, but I'm killing you too. Peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so not Lomi goes and tells Augie and Augie realizes that he's been played like a violin. Oh, yeah. I love that, though. Yes. Because she's like, uh, DeBrannon took the ship. And he's like, hold up, hold up. How do you know? Yeah, because well, I, I was, was going to take it. You idiot. It's only big only, enough for one. <laughs> yeah, there's only room for one. You were never going to go. Yeah, that's going to get him on your side. Yeah. Sure. You've been in the Crystal Matrix way too long. Yeah. He calls for security to lock her up, and they come and drag her off. Now, why couldn't somebody have called for security when Roy was in there with the axe? Why weren't they on bridge at that time? Yeah, really. So, Rowan and Mel, working together, want to save the Night Flyer. They ask Thale to find Lomi for her help, and Augie is with them. So, we got three people, four people trying to save the ship now. And fortunately, Thale is able to connect with Lomi's consciousness inside the computer system. And the only way to keep the ship from blowing up is to have her shut it down so they can then restart it and save everyone on board. They instruct everybody to huddle together in the mess hall to stay warm and fight to survive. And we see the power shutting down all across the ship. So we go. That's just lovely. Right. Because I'm just thinking Eagle 16. Yeah. They huddled in in the inside corridors for warmth. And that's kind of what they're doing. They're like going to all be inside the mess hall. Right. And I'm like, that's not a lot of people left. No, (laughs) because it wasn't. It looked like maybe 20 or 30 at the most. I didn't think it was that many. Yeah. How are they going to repair it enough to get it back home? I don't know. So we see Carl as he makes a very rocky trip to the Volcron, and just when he's 
about to completely overload on sensory perception, he finds himself in his home with his wife and his daughter. Yeah, and she's like, oh, welcome home, Daddy. And I'm thinking, okay, this is all in his head, right? Right. Or is it? Because we go back to the pod, and he's not there. Right. And the only thing left is his bracelet from Sky that's just floating in there. Yeah. So is this something that the Volcron have created for him so they can study him? Or did they send him home back to before his daughter died? I mean, I they, don't know. Yeah, they apparently can manipulate time and space. So no, I, I think he's on the ship, and I think they're doing this probably as a way to communicate with him. But we will see. Well, plus, like the very end, when you see the power shutting down, the door to Lamy's room opens. Right. And she just gets up and starts walking out. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Right. So. Yeah, it, it didn't answer any questions. No, not at all. <laughs> it left us with more questions than we had after each and every episode. Yeah, I was just like, what is happening? This is not answering questions. Is there more coming? Gotta hope so. Because I would like to know, but dang. <laughs> this is so weird. I, I don't know. I have no words for this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just weird. So, how did you guys feel about this series? Well, possibly season. Do you have questions? Because I know we cannot be the only ones going. Oh, no, not at all. Huh? So, let us know what you think at sci fi talk at fangirlzone.com, S Y F Y talk at fangirlzone.com, or head over to www.fangirlzone.com and check out our contacts page and everything else. But the contacts page, Easiest way to get a hold of us because you can just hit it and it'll take you where you need to go. And somebody else, please, if you know what the heck is happening, tell me. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm seriously so confused with this one. Like, there's shows that Steve and I have watched and talked about, and some that I've movies and stuff that I've watched in the past that I have questions about. But this one, I think, is right up in the top five. I have to agree with you. I think the only one that had me more confused, seriously, was Black Swan. But <laughs> so this is my top two right now. So yeah, please explain away. I am totally open for explanation. <laughs> but while you're at that, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends and you can confuse them too. And of course, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this very confusing season of Night Flyers, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. I don't want everything we've lost to be for nothing. And until next time.